Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We're going to bring our examination of 2 Timothy uh, to a close here. And we're going to begin in chapter 4, verse 19, the last four verses. You know, First uh, and Second Timothy are Paul's writings to his son in the faith, particularly Second Timothy, uh, shows us just a real intimate type of situation. Uh, Paul knows he's about to die, doesn't know exactly when, but uh, he knows this in the not-so-distant future. He's also passing the baton to Timothy. But in both First and Second Timothy, we see that Paul mentions uh, several other folks, Okay, now he mentions some in a negative sense. Remember Alexander the coppersmith? We saw that in the previous episode or so, and he warned Timothy about him. Uh, and then in, in the same uh, chapter right here, we've seen where he says, "Well, you know, so and so is with me. Luke is with me, but uh, you know, Titus had gone to Dalmatian. Christians had gone to Galatia. Demas had abandoned him, loving this present world. So Paul was keeping him up." with uh, what's going on and who was where. And we see how close the body of Christ is, but also how distant they are and how far they traveled. And in those days, it was really amazing. When you uh, spend some time checking these names out and seeing where else they are found in the scriptures, particularly like in the book of Acts and in other writings of Paul, it's really amazing. For instance, in 2 Timothy verse 4, verse 19 begins with this. Greet Prisca and Aquila. And a household of Onesiphorus. Well, we saw Onesiphorus in the first chapter, how he administered to Paul uh, while he'd been in Rome. And now he's saying, greet their household. He's saying, greet Prisca and Aquila. So that tells us that they are there where uh, Timothy is. So you get some understanding of the, of the uh, flow of their travel and what they're doing. Uh, verse 20, he continues, Erastus remained in Corinth, but Trophimus I left sick at Miletus. And so he's just sort of giving Timothy some update. But folks, in the midst of these updates, okay, in the midst of these updates, there are some tremendous truths to be gleaned. So we see that he left uh, Erastus at Corinth. Okay, felt like he was the one to stay there. But Trophimus, I left sick at Miletus. Paul left one of them behind because he was sick. Now, why is that such a big deal? I think it's such a big deal in a couple of ways. First of all, uh, Paul was not going to let anything fear uh, with the uh, propagation of the gospel, the pressing on the gospel, and doing what he felt like needed to be done. It's not that he would leave a man in battle dying or that he'd leave somebody behind, but something was going on here to where he felt like, okay, I need to keep pressing on. Probably the greater truth for us is this. Uh, most of us sort of struggle with the idea and the understanding that God heals those who are infirmed, who are sick and have diseases. Most of us will say, oh, yeah, he does that. He does that. But the way we live our lives would reflect a certain level of lack of faith related to that. Let me just say it kindly that way. <coughs> In most of the body of Christ, they say that they believe that, but their deeds reflect uh, that they don't really believe it. What we see here is that Trophimus was sick. Don't you know that Paul prayed for him? 
We see in other places where Paul prayed for people and they were healed. Okay, We see it all with the apostles and the early believers that they would pray over one another. They'd speak forth the truth of what the Lord had said, and the Lord would heal. Now, their praying for healing is very, very, very different than our praying for healing. Generally speaking, when we pray for somebody to be healed, we're asking God to heal them. We're saying, Lord, will you please do this? Lord, will you do this? That's not what you see in the New Testament. Now, I know this is going to sound rather heretical, but I challenge you to go examine it yourself. You do not see that in the New Covenant. You do not see that with the early church. You do not see what the Lord told them to do. The Lord gave them power and authority to heal. Power and authority to heal. Now, when you see how the Lord himself healed, it's very interesting. He never really healed the same way twice. You see that faith was involved, but sometimes it was the faith of the person that was sick. Sometimes it was the faith of a friend on behalf of the person. Somehow it was, sometimes it was the faith of a parent, okay? But you never see the same thing twice, but there's faith involved in this. What you see the early church doing is healing people. They went forth and healed people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, they healed people. They did not call upon the Lord God to heal them because the Lord God has given us the power and the authority to heal. Now, obviously, this is another whole subject matter, which maybe we'll chase into some other time. More than likely, we'll keep swerving into it as we go through various portions of the scripture. But in this situation right here, Trophimus was still sick. So does that mean that Paul couldn't heal him? Well, it's not so much Paul healing somebody. It's not us healing somebody. It's that the Lord hasn't moved yet to heal for whatever reason. I know Paul, in his faith, would have attempted to pray and heal him. But he was still sick. What we see quite often is we pray for somebody once or twice, and then we think, well, it must be God's will if they're sick. And nothing could be further from the truth. What you see in the scripture is persistence, persistence in praying, persistence in seeking healing, persistence in everything that we do within the faith. So I think this little portion of a verse right here gives us some real insight and some hope that even with the great apostle Paul, he had to leave one of his behind who was sick, even though you know that he prayed for him and you would know that he kept on praying for him. Now, verse 21, make every effort to come before winter. So he wanted Timothy to get there. Remember how he said earlier, hey, if at all possible, come to see me quick. Now make every effort to come for winter. That cloak's going to come in real handy. Eubulus greets you, also Putin's and Linus and Claudia and all the brethren. So remember how Paul had said that he had been abandoned and he was alone, and he was at that time. He was at the time when uh, he'd had his first uh, court case, I mean, his first court appearance, I guess is what it was. But he's saying, hey, there's some people right here who greet you. So he still had contact with these Romans who are now believers. Eubulus, Grecia, Pudus, Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. There's more brethren there. Even in the midst of realizing that he's being tried and he's probably going to be found guilty and he's probably going to be executed, which is what happened. Okay, Even then, Paul is still speaking forth the things of the kingdom and brethren. People are believing and becoming brethren. The last verse, the Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Paul started with grace. He ends with grace. The Lord be with your spirit. 
with your spirit, particularly with Timothy, that's just speaking forth truth, that's speaking forth empowerment, that's speaking forth joy, okay, and perseverance. The Lord be with you within the inner man, within your spirit. I'll tell you what, I think you'd do well this evening before you recline upon your night bed just to go back and read through 2 Timothy. It's just four chapters long. Or listen to it. You know, just use a Bible app on your phone or your tablet or your computer and just hit the button and listen to somebody reading it to you. You could probably listen to the whole thing in about, I'm saying 15 minutes, something like that. I think it would be time well spent to seal up this word within our spirit. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, I think we're going to move into Titus next. So I'll see you next time. Goodbye.